For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, June 27th, 2020. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... ...we in the dollar... ...it's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I am Troy Harmon here today with DJ Barker, none other than DJ Barker with the big old, what's that, the... Certified Wealth Strategy. That's right, CWS. CWS. Yeah. yeah, hello, hello. How are you? Yeah, there we go. Uh, and we also have Peter Lynch, not that Peter Lynch, the other Peter Lynch, our Peter Lynch. Our Peter the Lynch, one we the important like. one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Good morning. That's right. How are you doing, Peter? Doing well. Awesome. Loving the shirt. Uh, he's got uh, Doug on his shirt today, the dog <laughs> from from Up, which is one of my favorite movies. Great. I mean, anything I'm going to watch is going to be animated. Um, Up. Yeah. Notwithstanding. No. Yeah. You know. I mean, it is somewhat about retirement. Isn't it, it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Old, yeah. yeah. It is. Of course. It's kind of sad. Some sad parts. <laughs> There's there. a sad There's part or two. I cry. It a couple times. Out okay. But I mean, you gotta love Doug. Squirrel. Highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah. Especially when he's got the old talking collar. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, who uh, who doesn't want their dog to communicate like that? Oh, I I don't know if I want to know what my oh, dog is thinking. <laughs> I mean, when he's you know, sits down on the floor and starts scooting across the carpet. What is going on? Yeah, you probably, there? some things, yeah, better left on, yeah. unheard from all the, right. yeah. Well, I had to take it there, sorry. You did. Uh, all right, let's talk about S&P 500. How about some stock market returns? Um, all right, for the last five days, you know I always say at the end of the show, market's up. I was wrong. This yeah, that's not yeah negative one point five. Hey, much. you want to talk about up again? I enjoyed that a lot no. better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's go back to the movie. <laughs> uh, market down one point four percent this week. The only sector higher. Could anyone guess? Mm. Information right. technology. We got twenty five basis points off of that big thing. Uh, consumer discretionaries uh, down point four eight percent. Was the closest behind information technology. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, energy down five and three, 5.36 percent. Utilities down about five percent. Real estate down four percent. Now, when the market's down, you wouldn't expect that utilities and real estate are going to lead or more or less lead the charge lower, but that's what we had this week. Um, if you look at the numbers now, year to date, I'm sure we've gotten uglier. Yeah, down four percent basically. Mm -hmm. um, information technology leading that charge again, up 13.17% in 2020. Consumer discretionary is up 6%. Communication services almost flat at 0.74, still on the positive side. 
Everything else is negative with energy. Again, the big laggard down 35.83% year-to-date, and financials down 22.4%. Ouch. Ouch. Man, oh, man. Yeah, you look at the 12-month numbers, they get a little better. We're up still 7.37% of the overall information technology up 35.86 so <clears throat> you know still still a, a pretty solid number communication services up 13% consumer discretionary is up 12.7 what do you think's on the other end of the spectrum energy energy maybe mm. yeah 35% lower financials down 10.6% over the last 12 months um it's been choppy this it's week. A little rough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, probably one of the biggest news pieces we got this week was, uh, again, um, jobless claims. You know, everything related to employment and unemployment at, these, right. at this point is uh, kind of leading news, as well as uh, a bit of a rebound in the cases, number of cases of coronavirus. So, um, you mm-hmm. know, definitely not the best news we've heard for a while, but uh, we had a loss of 1.48 million jobs yeah uh mm-hmm. expected to be uh 1.3 i believe so it was worse than expected by about 180,000 jobs um nationwide um and that was a huge negative obviously um did have a little bit of a rebound on uh well we got news at least of it on on uh, housing we got existing home sales uh they dropped 9.7 percent from the previous month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 3.91 million units um year on year sales were down 26.6 i think the new home sales though we did get uh, a jump in new home sales 16.6 percent month over month uh to an annualized rate of 660 or 676,000 um in may of 2020 it beat the forecast of a 2.9 percent rise so significant rebound uh in new home sales and it's surprising i find these numbers surprising just a little because of what's happening right covid no absolutely who's going out and buying houses well surprising it's yeah it's you've got jobless you know i i you i would have thought you know when when this you know months ago that that the housing market would have been yeah. hit a little harder than it is. Yeah. So though this is not great, yeah, it's actually surprising, and I think it's somewhat well, of a, a little bit of a, a light at the end yeah, of the tunnel. Uh, you know, it's exactly. Now, if you look at uh, a little more granular into this report, sales jumped forty-five and a half percent in the Northeast, twenty-nine uh, percent out west, fifteen point two percent in the South, and the Midwest actually fell six point four percent. But you know what's happening in the Northeast? People no longer want to live mm. in the crowded space, mm-hmm. and I really think that's what's mm. driving it. So, if, you know, if they if they have the wherewithal to move out of the city, especially if you think about, we've just gone through this thing where if you can work from home, you're working from home. Uh, do you need to commute anymore on a train? Do you have to ride uh, the subway to work? Um, if you can work from home. Why not do it? And right. you can do it from you the suburbs. From, right. So if yeah. once in a while you need to go to work, well, you'll hop on a longer commute, a longer train ride, maybe ending with a subway ride or a walk for a few blocks. But uh, reality is uh, the Northeast, I think, is really where the, the driver of these home sales numbers are are coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, uh, even in the Northeast with this going on, the median new house price rose to $317,900 from uh, 
year ago number 312,700. Mm. So, um, you know, even the, the houses that they're having with most of this action being driven in the Northeast, it really surprises me, uh, not so much that we had a rise, but it was so muted. I mean, we're talking about five grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what you can buy in the outskirts of New York yeah. City for <laughs> 350000 I know. Oh, goodness, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, you're going to be living in cardboard, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah, most of the house prices that I've seen, even in the in the distant suburbs up there, generally twice that price. Yeah, so. yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a, a, a client. The, her father passed away a year ago, non-COVID related, but yeah. they were selling their the estate. He has an apartment in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, yeah. and and I guess uh, the apartment went under contract, and the client came back and said, "Well, now with COVID, we want to we don't think the condo's worth this anymore." And they said, "Well, it's got an outside terrace. If anything, the price is going up yeah. because there's a you know you know <laughs> yeah. the size of the the homes there these yeah. these complexes, but with an outside terrace." You at least can walk outside with so many people in Manhattan not being able to get outside. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this draws, you know, yeah, as no the doubt. you know New York City and, and surrounding, um, what happens up there. Yeah, you know, I heard that uh, Manhattan real estate uh, has dropped ten percent year to date in price. So you know, it's it's much me, more affordable now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, much so, more. Affordable. So if you're listening. You may want to find a nice vacation home on the Upper West Side. <laughs> Bring a mask. You too. <laughs> and good you can see all shoes. the shows you want, maybe. Uh, well. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, it's going to be a few around. years, but they'll get there. Yeah, sure. One day you're going to be able to go back to the theater. That's right. All yeah. right. Well, uh, you know, other than that, we, uh, you know, we, we've we not really had a, a boatload of stuff going on. We did see... Um, most treasury rates ra- uh, rise this week, mm-hmm. but uh, really slightly. So the two years up 1.2 basis points. Um, the 10 years up 0.7 to uh, triple six point six 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 percent. The 30 years up at 1.4 percent. You're going to mark that one. <laughs> yeah, off we're just going to. We'll not get that one. Yeah. <laughs> not buying the. The ten year until the price changes one direction, one direction or the other. We need one you point. Can't have it. That would be on your yield to maturity on your on your account statement forever. Yeah, like, yeah I'm not really liking that. Point six six. Well, the worst part about it is it's too low. It's That's ridiculous. right. It's cr- yeah, it's crazy yeah. low. Yep, no doubt. Uh, mortgage applications on the week uh, dropped 8.7%. We have watched this, you know, get all over the place just because we did have a lot of folks that were. Uh, uh, refinancing, but the refinance apps uh, fell 11.7% in the last week, uh, and um, the home buyer applications also decreased uh, 3%. So a total of 8.7% decline on uh, on the mortgage applications for this past week. Um, we're gonna take a real quick break right here, and uh, when we come back, we've got a uh, Awesome dog of the week. Stick All around. Right. We'll be right back. In all the sharing times, under some weary skies, forgotten how to try. Everything you say sounds like a lie. The fog that creates the man. You ain't everybody hound out. This is. 
This is the dog. The dog of the week. All right, dog of the week this week is uh, really more of a unicorn. I mean, they like seem reasonable. Yeah, yeah, unicorn yeah. of the week. Uh, the the uh, note here is uh, the title of it is unicorn riding scooter in fatal crash. Oh no! Yeah, that sounds serious. Don't mm, well, it does. unicorns refer to companies, especially for venture capitalists, where they'll. Mm. You know, they expect to catch lightning in a bottle. You'll see some new awesome thing come out and, uh, um, you know, all this VC money behind it and, and everybody wants to invest, get a piece of the IPO, and quite often they don't last well. So hmm. this year, I don't know if you've heard, but we had a little bit of a, uh, a wrinkle in the economy and uh, while the market has seemed to almost recover fully from it, the economy still kind of limping along mm. in a lot of spots. So um, the note says uh, uh, in late March, uh, the ride, the scooter sharing, ride sharing company, Bird, invited about a third of its employees to attend the 30-minute COVID-19 update. Um, the meeting lasted about 10 minutes, actually, maybe if that long, uh, when a robotic-sounding disembodied voice came on and uh, announced that all 406 people attending the Zoom meeting um, were fired. <laughs> well, all right. That is... Yeah, that they, is the company later came out yet. and said, uh, oh, yeah, we're sorry about that. We didn't really mean to make it so cold and unfeeling, but... Uh, but you're still fired. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. still fired. Don't get us wrong. It was still real? <laughs> it was real, oh, yeah, no, wow. no doubt. Uh, but... You know, they're, it's, they're not the only one. Oh, in, in the last few months, we've seen quite a few of these companies. Just as it said, Unicorn riding scooter in fatal crash. There's, uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of these, and I laugh. It's not really funny. I mean, these are people's livelihoods, but um, the pizza made by robots, uh, I didn't even know this was a thing, but a company called Zoom, Z-U-M-E, not Z-O-O-M, which we all... <laughs> we all video conferencing, you may have used, yeah. Uh, but the, the pizza company, Zoom, actually um, went bankrupt in January, so before, <laughs> before it ended, the yeah. COVID-19 mess started. Uh, since then, uh, you know, we've seen various others, but uh, one of the things that I think is very interesting is, you know, considering all these... Uh, companies unicorns there's a statement here that says the unicorn era was easy to make fun of but it was also a great time to be a consumer if you think about it uh we got cheap scooters um mm -hmm. below cost boxes full of wine snacks clothes and makeup i mean we had all these things that you could uh, you know, get your food via a box and mm -hmm. prepare it and all mm -hmm. the rest of that. Yep. Yep. Uber and Lyft gave us discounted taxi rides, and uh, MoviePass went bankrupt, giving us unlimited movies, um, you know, and even WAG subsidized you if uh, you wanted to get m someone to walk your dog. All these things were awesome. I mean, this technology has been great, but yeah. Uh, yeah. there have been significant layoffs in that space, and I yeah. guess that's really the, the crux of the story is um, when life is normal and we were all out doing all these things and riding in taxis. I know, you know, there, folks have gone back to that, but um, probably not near as many as uh, as were back in February mm -hmm. of this year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, It's just one of those things, I guess, 
The thing that always gets me is uh, being in our research department at Hensler Financial, we always get these questions as, you know, when this thing IPOs, I want to get a piece of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you oh, get, yeah. it's, it's always a fun and exciting time until you start reading stories like this and you realize just how on the, the cusp of uh, potential <laughs> ruin that <laughs> some of them are. Yeah, because um, you, you dream of that million dollar oh my goodness oh, yeah. it's going to be it is going to be apple it's going to be amazon right yeah, yeah not not unfortunately not always yeah. how it works or, or marijuana big right we had <laughs> well, i mean yeah. let's well, get it, on that let's get on the been. bitcoin let's get on these these you know yeah, it, it, sectors. The sensational the, story always leads, and, and mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, sometimes it bleeds. Um, but it's not until after the fact. But everybody wants to get that, you know, catch lightning in a bottle, like I said. But uh, we've had it locally. Uh, there's a lot of Atlantans that uh, got in at the ground floor very well close on Home Depot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of folks. We have, you know, clients in this situation where they... Uh, were some of the early investors in Home Depot, and you couldn't pry Home Depot away no. from them. Uh, quite often, it, it becomes a tax burden and and a problem with their diversification because they, you know, you can't get them to yeah. to let loose. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story and wanted to throw it out there. But we've got something we want to talk about: yeah. um, a situation where uh, Abel and Rosemary have quite a few questions, and these questions really. Sounds similar to many of our other clients. We usually don't get them all from the same spot. But in this case, um, we've uh, we've got a couple in their late 60s, and, and they've got, uh, you know, some pretty interesting questions. Uh, first of all, uh, the market has almost recovered from the March lows. Should I sell now? We'll take these. I'll read through them, then we'll take them in order and, and uh, kind of provide answers, uh, our, our opinions as well. Uh, second is, how do I position my portfolio if a different or Democratic president is elected? That's one that's starting to get on the horizon. Mm-hmm, yep. uh, we're just a few months away from that election. Uh, the third one is, why is the market doing well if all the news seems to be bad? Uh, these are all things that... I mean, we have various clients ask, and like I say, it's it's odd that you get one in a in a similar spot, um, you know, that that's going to ask you all of these things. So uh, it's obvious that uh, most of these questions are pointed toward worry. Uh, you know, they worry about their assets. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, why don't we take them in order? Um, the market has almost recovered from its March low. Should I sell now? Well. Anybody want to throw out why we don't look for market conditions? In fact, we work very hard to avoid market conditions that would have us in an emotional mm-hmm. state. There it is. Uh, yeah. And it's called the 10-year rule. Yeah. And basically what we mean by that is um, if we've had, uh, you know, if, you, if you've done a financial plan and you know your spending needs within the next 10 years, uh, what we do is try to set aside fixed income securities that will mature uh, at a date and at a level, a price level, uh, that will allow you to have your spending set aside from the volatility of the equities market. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to consider here. Right. Um, not just stocks. Obviously, stocks are the growth engine uh, that we use to uh, help clients grow their wealth and and you know all of this is basically relative to uh inflation but uh what we try to do is buy 
fixed income securities that will meet or beat inflation so that the purchasing power of the client's wealth is not eroded over time. Uh, and at the same time, anything in excess of their needs uh, is, is invested in stocks. And those stocks should grow. History tells us they, they grow over a long period of time at about 10.5% annualized, um, which is significantly higher than the rate of inflation. So, you know, an inflation-adjusted return, somewhere between 6 and 7%. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely conducive to growing your wealth. Um, so, you know, the first, the first question then is, uh, you know, is it, should I sell now? We're never going to tell no, somebody to sell don't out. Don't be emotional. Assets. And it's so hard to, to not, to not watch the news and to think about, oh my goodness, there is a lot going on in the right. United States today. What do I do? But selling by emotion is not going to be the, the answer that you're going to get from us, right? I mean, we want you to plan. We want to run financial plans. We want to discuss what the needs are. If you don't need the money within 10 years, there's no need to sell emotionally right now. If you look back in, you know, 2009, 2010, I mean, we, you know, goodness, we thought that what the market was at those times, we're never going to recover from 2008. Yeah. We did. We get back. We got back in five years. Right. So I mean, great we, returns. Great returns. Since one of the best bull markets in stock oh, market yeah. history. Yeah, longest, for sure. Yeah, there have been... All-time highs in Democratic and presidential or um, Republican presidents. Oh, if you look back yeah, sure. historically, there are going to be good times and bad times for doesn't matter the party because we again we don't necessarily plan and, and do our stock analysis based on who's the president or what's happening in the right. economy. It's based on fundamentals. Mm-hmm. It's based on a plan. It's based off of need, and then. We don't have emotion because we know we've done our due diligence. We've done our research. We've done what we know sure. that you need, and that's how we do it. Again, it's not an, we don't plan based off of age. It's what you need. Everyone is different, and everyone, you know, we have we have clients in their 80s and 90s that are, you know, almost all in growth investments because sure. they're really, you know, they have pension or Social Security. They have income coming in. They don't need the money for, for what it is. So we would say no. Definitely don't sell based off of emotion and, and call us and, and let's talk about what your needs are. Let's talk about where you are, and then we can have those conversations in, in detail. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah, looking long-term. Yeah. Always yeah. Like long-term. Always Short-term's going to be much yeah. more volatile. That's, yeah. that's where the volatility comes in. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we get back, we'll talk a little more about the same situation. All right. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. In here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 running, running. It's impossible to know the future. But if things slow down, it helps to be prepared. This is Money Talks. We're back. Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with DJ Barker and none other than Peter Lynch. Uh, We've been answering a few questions, talking about a situation that uh, a client uh, asked a few questions themselves. If you have your questions that you would like for us to answer on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is 1-855-429-9166. The way it works, you call in, you get our voicemail. At the beep, you'll leave your uh, message, including the question you'd like to ask. 
Uh, we play it on the air and uh, answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. Uh, she will take your question and direct it to us so that uh, we can answer you on the air as well. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, the other way you could potentially answer your own question is going to our website, hensler.com, spelled in the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, we've got loads of information, uh, financial information, tax uh, information. Uh, we've got a lot that we've loaded recently uh, for the government's um, response to COVID-19 and ways that you might take advantage of some of those programs if you need. Uh, so we encourage you to go and deal with that. So before the break, we were talking uh, about a situation with Abel and Rosemary who are in their late 60s, have quite a few questions. Uh, the market, uh, I'll just run through them again. Question number one, the market's almost recovered from March lows. Should I sell now? Our answer was no. Consider the 10-year rule. Uh, how do I position my portfolio if a different or Democratic president is elected? DJ, you got into that a little bit. We'll back up and, and uh, catch that. But let me read this third question, uh, which is, why is the market doing well if all the news seems to be bad? So, DJ, just a couple of follow-up uh, answers to that uh, question. How do I position my portfolio if we're going to have a Democratic president or a, a, a change in regime, if you mm. want to call it that? Um <clears throat> Number one, we've had, uh, we've seen the economy do well, as you said, under a Republican, under a Democrat. Probably yeah. one in my lifetime, one of the most uh, uh, growth-driving uh, events that we had was in the 90s during the tech bubble or tech leading up to the tech <laughs> bubble. It was the, you know, it was kind of a revolution. We uh, had used. Uh, spreadsheets the old-fashioned kind where you have to manually enter everything and everybody got a desktop on their desk a desktop computer a typewriter uh, some pens and paper sir uh, <laughs> i think that was a couple of oh my, my i'm sorry that. i'm sorry there was a rock and a stone and we chiseled our way <laughs> okay uh, moses uh, the the uh what i'm talking about really yeah. did drive productivity and yeah. it just happened mm -hmm. to be under the you know, presidential uh, regime of Bill Clinton. Right. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it it doesn't necessarily matter who's the president. I mean, obviously, uh, we've seen um, business respond positively to less regulation, which you usually get under a Republican uh, leadership. We see business often uh, react negatively. Uh, growth goes yeah. down a little when you have more regulation, and that's really... Uh, I mean, it's not all of it, but that's a big portion of what we see, just that kind of a 40,000-foot view. Um, so it, it doesn't necessarily uh, make it a bad investing environment just because you have one leadership type or another uh, in Washington. And, DJ, I know you said you were going to give up my personal phone number. <laughs> I'm sure that they all... Uh, attribute those comments to me, but I, no, I think it's history important. History is on my side. No, absolutely, and it's important to realize. And and if you know, there were bad things at that time that happened in that regime too, right? So again, it's yeah. different. But if we we have to kind of take a step back, and we have to remember that yes, that you know, again, 
the news, no matter what network you're watching, they want the ratings. And it is scary, but if you think about what's happening, it's no different than what they've said for months. They said when there's more testing, there's going to be more positives. And, you know, if we really think about what's happening and what's going on in this, the world today, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We just don't need to panic. Right. You know, we need to maybe watch a little less news. I know some people aren't going <laughs> to, but you know, you know, we need to turn it off and we have to reevaluate where things are. But yeah, you know, the there have been every 10 years, there's something right. every few years, there's something. It's just, we will get through this as well. It's the fundamentals. Absolutely. That's the, the that's the big driver. Yeah, You're doing money. your research. You're planning ahead. We know that we need X, Y, Z. That's what we continue to have. And that's driving conversations as to Stock allocations. Sure, absolutely, and and selection and exactly. Else. And you know, as we've um, read for it seems like the last eternity, technology's been gaining in in uh, every mm -hmm. period that we've looked at. Um, it is huge. Uh, we look at lots of fundamentals. One of which is is uh, valuation, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, to me, the valuation matters more uh, quite often than whomever is at. At, you know the White House in in Washington D.C. So mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and move to the next. And by the way, DJ, you said something about the news. I was looking at something this week uh, that that I thought was just absolutely awesome. It was kind of a ranking uh, from top to bottom of the most trusted industries. The very top was healthcare, and I think lots of people trust healthcare. Doctors will tell you they don't have all the answers, and and we all know that, but. Uh, we still trust them. At the very bottom, 28% the media. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, so I think if anyone has lost anything over the last four years at least, uh, and really longer than that, and probably a big portion of the reason that we're so divided in this country politically, it's because just that. I mean, we yeah. all know that the stories that we're being fed, uh, even if there is a, a modicum of truth to them, uh, they've been chosen to make us feel one direction or the other. Right. You know? sure. So, yeah. I, you know, it's it's unfortunate. I would really rather see somebody just tell me the facts and move along. But yeah. we don't get that. That's not days. entertainment. It's, right. it's not. Uh, so the third question here, after I step down off my soapbox, is uh, why is the market doing well if all the news seems to be bad? Um, a lot of it, I mean, the, the best thing I can say to answer that question is, $600 extra per week for somebody that doesn't have a job. So you've got lots and lots of time and some extra money. What do you think is going on? People are yeah. people are buying things. They're investing in things that they normally would not have the wherewithal to do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you've seen lots of things happen and change in the market. Um, I, I will be the first to tell you I have not seen valuations, at least on a forward P.E. basis, as high as this since 2001. That's scary. That's scary to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got a portfolio in the way that I, I would still tell you, follow the 10-year rule, rebalance your portfolio. Uh, from February to March, February 19th to March 23rd, the market lost almost 34%. What do you think happened to your portfolio in that time? Everything didn't fall equally. Right. Uh, you know, companies that were still working and, and everyone knew, like a Walmart or a Kroger or, you know, uh, even an Amazon, they were all still at work, uh, still generating income. We know companies like Disney had operations that slowed down. What do you think happened? 
If you still like Disney, when we were going through that month and a few days of horrific pain, rebalance your portfolio. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to probably sell off some of the winners and buy those that had lost. Mm-hmm. Since March 23rd to this point, who do you think has been better? Yeah, uh, It's the companies that you would have been buying. Yeah. I mean, that to me is, is probably one of the biggest things you can do. You can do it in your 401k. You can do it in your brokerage accounts everywhere. Have a long-term strategy. Follow that strategy. When weird things happen and the market whips back and forth, rebalance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because we do get clients call and say, hey, why are, you, why are you trading in this? The market was up. Well, because of that. Exactly. Uh, I think that's important. It's, we don't, you don't want to freeze and just sit and say, all right, I'm not doing anything or I'm selling out as emotional. It's a we have to continue to evaluate and you're tactically moving again you're you're not necessarily market timing though it can seem like you're market timing right. but you're evaluating what's happening in totality in the markets and you're trying to make adjustments here and there right. to make sure you're you know you're selling the IT you're picking up this and in slight changes here and there they can increase your report portfolio performance That's but true. you're not intending to trade in market time it, but it's a it looks like it's market timing because there may be a news article that said, oh, my goodness, something happened. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. decreasing your risk also. Right. So. Well, and one of the other things you need to make sure you do is you've got to do your homework. I mean, when you see things where companies' operations are slowing down or could be totally halted, I mean, there's companies that, that are awesome businesses that, that uh, we recommended for sale during this because their business totally shut down. Mm-hmm. If you were purely retail with no... Uh, internet online footprint, uh, right? right? If, you, if just you had no internet sales whatsoever and no wherewithal to do it, do you want to own that company for the two, three months, knowing that earnings are coming and they're going to have to report some ugly stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could you could do something like that. I'm not going to get upset with you. It's, right. it's totally human, and you should do that. But um, you know, all, all things considered. What we would prefer you do is rebalance. Mm-hmm. DJ, you mentioned it before, too. Uh, quite often we'll do a tax loss harvest yeah. because it makes sense on the taxable side. If you don't have all your money in a 401K, why wouldn't you manage that? Right. You, it's an opportunity. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some more financial questions. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. likely that we're going to need some mass testing actionable ideas some form of contact tracing or short-term medium and long-term economic recovery recovery you're dialed into money talks. money talks we're back you're listening to money talks i'm troy Harmon here with pj marker and None other than Peter Lynch, and uh, we've been talking about a situation where a, a couple had lots of questions, um, and uh, before I read through that, if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, our question hotline is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. The way it works, you call, listen to our voicemail, leave yours, including your question. We'll play the question on the air. And answer right behind it. Uh, if you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call our number at 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She'll get you to uh, 
Uh, she'll take your question down and get the question to us. Uh, we'll answer on the air. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com, which is probably the most common way that we get questions, but uh, that is spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Or you can go to our website and answer your own question. Why not? I mean, you don't have to. We'd love to help you. But uh, we have helped you in as much as we've downloaded loads of information on our website. Again, that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. And um, when we left, we were talking about this. I'm going to recap our uh, situation we had today. Abby and Rose, or Abel, I'm sorry, and Rosemary had uh, three questions. The market's almost recovered from the March lows. Should I sell now? Our answer is no. Uh, follow a 10-year rule. Uh, how do I position my portfolio in a, if a, a different or Democratic president is elected? It's uh, not necessarily the biggest driver to your portfolio. I mean, obviously, it might make some difference, but uh, long term, we look at the fundamentals. And again, you know, 10-year rule, we make sure that uh, your assets are covered and out of the volatility of the stock market if needed within the next 10 years. And uh, third, why is the market doing well if all of the news seems to be bad? Well, uh, there's plenty of negative economic news, mostly related to COVID-19 and the unemployment that it's caused. The slowdown in the economy was uh, forced. Uh, and understandably so at this point, uh, we seem to be getting back to normal, whatever normal is. And um, uh, we we uh, encourage you to uh, frequently rebalance, especially when you see asset prices changing significantly. Make sure that your portfolio gets rebalanced. It allows you to buy the cheap stocks, uh, you know, at a better price and um, lower your average cost and uh, at the same time, you would sell and use the proceeds of those winners, which is really difficult to do mm-hmm. uh, from yeah. a behavioral point of view. You don't want to sell what's working, but often it does yeah. actually benefit you in the long term. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can also manage if you know that companies are having operational issues or, or whatever. So do your homework, you know, if you're going to do this by yourself. Uh, I would imagine that DJ would be absolutely help, happy to help you uh, as would Peter, and you can, again, reach them at 770-429-9166. If you have questions, uh, call that number and uh, ask for DJ or ask for Peter, and uh, they can answer lots of your questions. Absolutely. Me, yep. I'll be Happy sleeping at my desk. Yeah, yeah don't worry about Troy. We'll, Unless wake it's a complaint. we'll wake you up if we need that's, <laughs> that's what I do. Don't make loud noises near me or you might start. You might start. <laughs> All right, so uh, we do have, actually, a question from Joy, who called us this week, and uh, we would love to answer her question on the air. So here we go with Joy. Hi, my name is Joy. All right, this is a question about a Roth IRA. I have an adult son who has a Roth, and um, he has lost his job during the COVID, so... What we're wondering, can he borrow from that or or remove money from that account and put it back in without a penalty? Was there anything in the CARES Act or anything else that Congress has passed that would allow him to do that without paying the penalty and everything that has to be paid when you take money from a Roth? All right. Well, thank you, Joy, for the the, uh, question. Uh, Her question was, guys, she she's got a son who was actually laid off during the 
COVID-19 pandemic uh, wants to take some money out of a Roth account, can he do that without penalty or significant taxes or, I mean, what you got? Well, first I want to say that it's great that he's got a Roth account. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and second, we always want to leave your IRAs, Roth accounts, 401ks as a last resort for money if you need, need to withdraw. Um, to answer the question, though, a Roth has always allowed you to make a withdrawal of the contributions. Just the contributions. Just the contributions. So the earnings can have penalties and taxes depending on how long you've had it. Um, but there are qualified distributions, of course, um, even without uh, the uh, CARES Act. So first-time home buyer, qualified education expenses, um, things like that. So you can always... Um, take withdrawals without penalty, but still maybe taxes. Yeah, you'd have to pay the tax there, I think. Yeah, so technically you can't borrow against the account, but you can make withdrawals. Uh, the CARES Act has just given you some uh, some things that you can do to make it easier to pay it back. Sure. So you can pay it back over a three-year period, uh, which, is, which is nice. Um, it weighs the 10% penalty, again, so uh, another good thing. Um, one thing though, that you, uh, you've got to show that the COVID-19 or coronavirus has caused you, um, it, it's caused you to a have hardship, to take like yeah, it's a hardship. Kind of. Um, so it, but those are pretty easy to qualify for. I mean, if you've been quarantined, if you've lost your job, um, or if you've been diagnosed, um, so it, it does make it easier to be able to take that out. And the good thing at which we want everybody to do is. Put that money back in. Absolutely, if you yeah. can. Reinvest, but yep. uh, so so the short answer then, I guess, to Joy is yes. Yes. The CARES Act did provide for a way that uh, her son could take the money and not pay the ten percent penalty, mm -hmm. and we encourage him to put the money back. Yes. And at the same time, if he puts the money back, is there a tax penalty? Is there any tax? He's not going to have to pay anything, right? No. No. Okay. So definitely do that. All right, so uh, there you go. That's uh, that's something that we've we've covered actually quite a bit. Uh, had those questions um, as we've gone through this. Quite often, folks have had uh, things, and you know, the CARES Act caused all kind of changes just for the year. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's good that you asked. We appreciate the question, and uh, the answer is sure. And you can always call us, right? I mean, if if yeah, if sure. If he has specific questions and you really want to talk through your scenario, um, you know, please give us a call and we'll we'll jump on a call. Yeah, and, and that number again is seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. Ask for DJ, or you can ask for Peter. Just don't ask for me. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask for me, and I'd probably and just talk forward, to you. Yeah, I'd, I can get you to DJ just as just easy as anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so we've got another question here uh, emailed in to us. Will from Mableton says, I read that stimulus payments were uh, supposed to be, uh, we're supposed to be getting are coming on a debit card. Is that true, DJ? Oh, what do you my think? goodness. Are we going to get a debit That's card? It's crazy to think about, right, and receiving a debit card from the federal government. Yeah. But that card. is correct. Wow. You know, it's everywhere you want to be, apparently. You get your uh, debit card, you can go to an <laughs> ATM. Like a, something, you've heard that before? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. could be. 
but yeah, you you know you can take cash. You can go and use it as a debit card, and and you know obviously um, safety is you know when when you're dealing with any type of financial transactions, if you lose it or you fear that uh, someone may have the pin, make sure there's a there's going to be a one eight hundred number that you'll need to call and make sure they shut it down. But yeah, you're going to get a debit card in the mail and. It's going to be like cash. It's yes. interesting. Can I invest in the latest uh, fad with that money? Is that going to be a problem? Can I go buy the latest unicorn? Obviously, oh, I think. Bird is laying off their people, but I mean. <laughs> it's still a good time, I'm sure, for you, Troy. They'll take it. Oh, for me? <laughs> for Just for me? <laughs> wow. Have I got an All investment a, for you, Troy? <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel special. <laughs> And uh, that's what they called me in school. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know I, what's I don't, going on. I don't know what they meant. Um, but uh, all right. Well, uh, DJ, I think that's going to be all the time we have for this show. But I will ask you one more question. Is the market going to be up or down this week? I'm going to say up. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll say up. i got to see right, it. So there's two ups. What do you got? Oh, you know. You know I know. I know. You're Mr. always. You know, yeah. What am I going to say? Uh, statistically, the market is up more often than it's down. Easy choice. Yeah. Market's up. All right. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.